Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Day to all the dads and stepdads and grandpas and and everybody that is in a role of a dad. I hope you have a fantastic day as you celebrate. This is the second hour of the first day of the WIBC Sunday Magazine Show. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips. You heard them earlier talking about appraisals. They are our real estate consultants with Crossroads Collective at Compass Real Estate. We love them. Who's your home values 2023? Check that out, will you? And also, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. I'm Terry Stacy. Hello to you, along with producer <laughs> Kylan Talley. Good morning. Happy Father's Day. And also, can I mention, happy National Panic Day. Oh, my God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the procedure, everyone? Stay, 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 stay calm. Why, Why did they do that on Father's Day? Now, wait a minute. That's not right. It's panic. Yes, yeah, so either you're celebrating by taking a breath or you're having a meltdown. It's okay. Oh my God. It's all Whatever right. you need We're to do. Fathers it's don't get day, no Dad. respect, huh? <laughs> Panic day. Okay, okay, back to Happy Father's Day. I think that's awesome. Uh, Dad and Grandpa Denny Smith is here. Hey. You're going to be having lunch with grandson. With my grandson, yeah. The rest of the family has gone south to take one to summer camp. and So I'm picking him up at work, and we're going to get a burger and fries or something. Oh, I think that sounds fun. It does. Um, on this Father's Day, I thought it would be fun to share with you my conversation with, with Pat Sullivan, who is one of my favorite people, owner of Sullivan Hardware and Garden. And all the others, <laughs> Allisonville Nursery, all of, all of them, all the places. So if you don't know, uh, Pat Sullivan he has a son. He's, this really has become a family business. And I thought I'd share with you my conversation with his son, Joe. Okay, Joe Sullivan is here. And Joe, it's Father's Day. And we want to know what it is like working nonstop and being by your father's side each and every day. It's really horrible. He's a super annoying human being. Um, yeah. No, I'm just kidding. It, yeah. It's awesome. We, I always joke around that I never listen to Sean Saturday because we hear the life lessons every single day. I think he kind of practices on us. Um, but it's a lot of fun. He's, he's nice. He's always here, always present. You can get a hold of him. So. And that's good. Not, you, don't, not bad... you don't mind being by his side every day. And, you know, I mean, you lived with him forever, and now you're working with him. And we just, we just wanted to see how that relationship works. Yeah, you can, you can he's say— He's your boss. He's my boss, but you, you can say whatever you want about the man, but he's usually dirtier and sweatier and yeah. doing all the nasty jobs, cleaning the bath. I mean, he does everything, yeah. so it's— If he didn't, it would be different. If he didn't, it would be annoying, but you know yeah. he's going to do it, so it kind of makes it feel a little better. Did better, you know that easier. you were always going to do to work with your dad, or did you have another idea, another path you wanted to go down, but dad was like, you know, I really hope you come into the family business? Um, he just kind of let us do our own thing, and I was not interested in hardware. Right. Still can't use any tools. I don't know anything about tools. I'm not handy. So if it would have stayed just a hardware store, I probably would have been out. 
But the lifestyle, the events, the grilling, uh, there's always good action here. We got beers on draft. So it's all pretty good. So it's a fun place. So it kind of drew me in and the rest of the fam. Are you like your dad in any way? No. <laughs> I'm fitter. <laughs> and, and smarter and, and, and a little bit better looking. He is taller. <laughs> But. A life lesson that from your dad that will carry on with you until uh, you take your last breath. Uh, keep your nose clean is kind of him and my grandpa saying for mostly everything that I ever had trouble with or needed help with. Hey, I need help with homework. C- keep, keep your nose clean. <laughs> that's, that's all he said to me. <laughs> Anything you'd like to say to your father this Father's Day that's not in a card? Um... I love you, Dad. I got nothing else. <laughs> He's got nothing else. <laughs> That's Joe Sullivan. He's that so, is so he's Joe. So funny. He's just great and a part of the family business. So for all of you kids that work with your dad side by side in your family businesses, my hat's off to you. That's you know, a lot he of just time. Got, he just got engaged on Thursday. He sure did. Arden and he are engaged to get married, and uh, a very touching story. It's He's a got great a soft story. Yeah. I know it. I know it. We, we're crazy about the Sullivan family. All right, it is twelve eleven. Let's do a little Father's Day investing sense with Denny Smith. Oh my! You know it is Father's Day. It might be a good day for fathers and husbands, for that matter. Just to consider a few things that are easy to displace and priorities. For the most part, fathers see their role as a family, as a protector and a provider. Pretty simple on the face of things, but always remember that stuff happens. And although we don't think it will ever happen to us, just like we heard Dr. McAllister, been dealing with skin cancers and he ends up with four of them. Look, there's still this lingering worry in the back of a father's mind that he might have missed something. So here's where I'm going with this. What happens if you die, Doc? What happens if you die, Dad? It takes a lot of discipline and planning to continue to be the protector and provider if you're dead. Oh, boy. I know. And don't call me oh, Mr. Gosh. Obvious here. Anything can happen to you. And you have to, if you've done everything you could do to protect your family, you can't do that when you're gone. So I've got three things on this Father's Day. For fathers, I want you to take a dose of humility. Listen carefully to these three things. This is what you should have in place. This is what you should be doing. If you're in your 40s and you have younger children, minimum term life insurance coverage of at least 10 times your gross annual salary. If you make $50,000 a year, you should have $500,000. Minimum. If you really want to do it right for your family, if you you leave us and go home to God, a million dollars. The second thing you need is a will. Somebody needs to make decisions about who gets what. Now, normally it goes to our wives, and that's probably, you know, the legal side of it. And I'm not a lawyer. I'm a CFP. I'm a certified, you know, financial planner, and I have to fix things when dads forget to do things. But a will is a minimum. You can do them online. we got great lawyers here in the state of Indiana. Get one. Get yourself a will. Because if you don't decide you're gonna what to do, the state of Indiana gets to decide. It's a good and one. they can't find their ass in a well-lit room. And I don't <laughs> think you want them, you know, settling up your estate. The third thing, this is really important. I have a file on my computer that says, Denny's dead, read this. And I have, uh, when I, when I uh, give speeches across the country to CFPs, this is what I tell them. You, it, it's more than just the investing. It's more than just all these little things like wills and stuff. Leave them a note so they know what's going on. Get a checklist of important information of your family and the things that they probably don't know about. 
you know, accounts, contacts, trusted friends. I've got a list of friends that my wife can trust, and I've got a list of friends that I tell my wife to stay the heck away from because they're not, they're my friends and I do anything for them. But they're not the type of guy I want or want in, you know, mm-hmm. adver- <laughs> advising my wife and family. Here's, here's one that you might have forgotten about. How about locked accounts, things that need a password, things that, you know, like need a fingerprint to get into. Give them instructions on how to do this. Like your gun safe. Exactly. <laughs> like my gun safe. One more, and this might help. Who do you want to be your pallbearers? Oh, boy. Make it easy on your family. Tell them, you know, this You're person good. is pretty cool. You know, in mine, I might say, you know, Terry Stacy, she's a pistol. We can't make this all man thing. You know, put Terry at the head of the casket and make her drag all the six men <laughs> in there with her. What I'm saying is leave notes for your family. This is okay. all good. It's hard. I it mean, is. these are weird. It's a strange conversation, but yes, it's true. These all are right. all things that you need to have a Father's conversation gotta about. Re- you got to remember. All right. So the three things again, term life insurance up to 10 times minimum of your gross annual salary get a will and then leave a file or a note. I love you. You know, dear honey, I'll see you in heaven. But in the meantime, this is what you need to know. It's a checklist. Yeah, You can say Denny's dead on your file too. I have that on my computer right on the desktop. All they got to do is click on it and they'll know everything to do to get me home to God. It's good stuff. Thanks, Denny, on this Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. It's 12.15 coming up. But Kylan Talley will talk to a historian, a historian about the Juneteenth holiday. Here's some good news. If you'd like to hear about a fantastic nonprofit that saves the lives of retired or unwinning racehorses, we've got that coming up next on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. It's 1220 on Father's Day. Glad you're here with us on the First Day Show. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Denny Smith. Kylan Talley is also here. She's got a great interview coming up in the next half hour. Uh, but a dozen horses died in the month of May at Churchill Downs. Two horses were euthanized during the Preakness, and a horse was euthanized at Belmont just last weekend. The news has not been good for horses, and uh, I'm an animal lover. Have you heard of Friends of Ferdinand? This is, it's a name, it's actual named after a winning racehorse named Ferdinand. And it's a wonderful nonprofit here in central Indiana where retired racehorses get a second chance at a new glorious life. I spoke with their president, Aaron Smith, and we talked about the founders, two guys named Jim. Absolutely. It's a wonderful story. So my predecessor, Sarah, uh, started this organization after two gyms at the racetrack. Literally, J-I-M, both of them, two of them, they were friends, and they loved to go to the races, and they loved to bet on horses. And one day they sat there, and they thought, what happens to these horses when they retire after they're done racing? And they started investigating that a little bit, and they realized that 
their fate isn't always that great of a fate after racing when they retired. Um, So they moved forward and they knew nothing about horses, but they had the money and they had the wherewithal and they moved forward and they started collecting all these horses and buying them or having them donated to them from owners and trainers. And they, Sarah was behind the scenes at the track and reached out to them and she started finding foster homes because they were gathering all these horses and they had nowhere to put them. So Sarah stepped in, gathered the foster homes, and that's how Friend of Ferdinand started. Literally. It's, it's such a good story. It is. It's a good it story. Is. And yeah. um, I, and been around for how long now? Is it? We are going into our seventeenth year. Seventeenth year. Do you know how many horses you've you've found uh, a forever home for? Oh my goodness! I'm gonna say upwards of. I'm gonna say around three hundred. Okay, that's an awesome number. That is a fantastic number. When the horses are then donated or uh, purchased by friends of Ferdinand, mm-hmm. the the horses are they all on one farm or do they stay in as you said foster farms? We have multiple foster facilities, so all of them are in private foster homes and private training homes. So a little bit about our process, when they're donated to us from the owner, they come in and generally uh, they go straight to our vet or to a private foster home. We start out with an intake exam. So we want to look at the horse and we want to see what's going on because they're an athlete, right? So any athlete comes out of working with generally some type of energy and uh, injury that needs to be rehabbed, rehabilitated. So these athletic courses need a little bit of rehab usually. We provide that and then we provide the foster home for them to get better. We also provide a letdown period for these horses to come in and just live in the pasture for a little bit and learn how to be a horse again because they haven't done that for a little while Mm -hmm. while they were racing. Um, Once they're rehabbed, then we move forward and we, uh, once they're cleared for training, they're moved to our training homes, which is also a private facility that they're kept at. And that's where they're kept out until they're available for adoption. When you go to friendsofferdinand.com, you can see a list of the horses that they have available right now. And these beautiful creatures are just looking for some place to spend the rest of their life. And uh, this mm-hmm. is what you provide for them. And yes. if, you know, there are, are ways, as you said, adopting. Um, is mm-hmm. a Friends of Ferdinand horse suitable then for a beginner rider? Or do are these horses to ever be ridden again? Majority of these horses are to be ridden again. That is one of our protocols in accepting a horse. We generally want to take in horses that are able to move forward and have a second career, which would mean a riding career. Occasionally, we do take in horses. We just implemented this year called the Pasture Pal program. So occasionally, we will take in horses that cannot be ridden, but have a great quality of life, are still young. They're wonderful horses, and they just want to be doted on and have attention, and they can provide a best friend for your riding horse in your pasture. Oh, so Pasture Pals, and you said this is kind of one of your new programs? It is. Yes. Yes. We've been striving to create new programs to help more horses, not just the ones that are moving forward for a second career, but also a third career and the pasture pal. 
You mentioned, again, if you'd like to know more about well, this great organization right here in, in central Indiana, friendsofferdinand.com. Go there and take a look at what they're doing because they're a nonprofit and they certainly can always use a donation or um, help in some sort of a way. And we'll get to that in just a moment. But there are some amazing success stories on your website and the inspiring story of one of your program's first graduates, Mr. Bartlett. Do you, yes. do you want to tell that story? Oh, I love that story so much. So Sarah, our uh, my predecessor, our previous president, uh, took him in and she actually started training him herself, adopted him out, and he had a wonderful forever home for years with the same woman. Um, as she got older, she realized she couldn't keep him. She had him, I believe, almost 15 years and uh, she realized just a couple years ago that, you know, it was getting harder for her to take care of him. And he was the last one left in her herd, so she reached back out to us. And once a friend's a Ferdinand horse, you are always a friend's a Ferdinand horse. Every horse we love to have back if there is a problem for the owner not to be able to keep that horse. Uh, so we took him back, and obviously he's older. Um, so we put some feelers out and we listed him for adoption and another wonderful woman stepped in and adopted him as a pasture pal for her horses. Um, he lives an amazing life. He loves her. Um, actually her granddaughter frequents my farm frequently for lessons. So it's really kind of a family story. It's very sweet. I think it is too. And that's just one of many, but I thought since that was one of the first ones and has come back, then came back and is now still living a fantastic life as a pasture pal. I just think that's such a good story. I'm such a horse lover, animal lover. And so I just, uh, I just appreciate so much what you all are doing. And for people like me that are horse lovers and they're hearing about you for the first time and want to get involved or, or help Friends of Ferdinand, uh, what is your suggestion? What can we do, those options to be able to support your organization? Absolutely. The biggest thing we always need is donations. Obviously, as a nonprofit, you know, we are capable and able to work with the money that we are provided. Some of this is grant money. Some of this is state funded. We are the only accredited uh, aftercare organization in the state of Indiana. So they do provide us. We have to go through a lot of stipulations to keep that accreditation every two years, but it is very beneficial for us. And you know that you are adopting and supporting an accredited association with the aftercare of thoroughbreds coming off the track. So donations are wonderful. If you can refer to our website, www.friendsofferdinand.com, there's a button there on the website for you to make a donation right there on the form. Do you think, you know, I know oftentimes when we adopt dogs from shelters or cats from shelters, they often know that you saved their life. Do you think that these horses also know that you're giving them a second chance? Absolutely. 100%. Especially the ones we do uh, bring some home a couple every year from Puerto Rico. And those especially know. They've been through a lot to just get down to the races at Puerto Rico and they've been through a lot to get home. And they have they have a special air about them and they absolutely know Uh, my first foster failure was a Puerto Rico baby, actually. Mm. Um, And and they know they know 100 percent and they know we're trying to help them. What do you yeah. think? What do you think's going on with the the horse racing industry right now? You know, I know investigations are going on, but it's just yes. strange, isn't it? It is, and I won't comment on that. Obviously, just to not get in the midst of right. it, I will say changes are being made, 
and changes are happening. And what aftercare does is not only support these horses, our biggest strive is to make relationships with these owners to give these horses a second career once they're ready to be retired. So something else doesn't happen. And they know they have a, a way to facilitate that retirement before something bad happens, if that makes sense. It does. But I will say that, yes, that's what we are doing in aftercare, and changes are happening, and I think they're going to be for the good. Friends of Ferdinand, uh, they're right here in central Indiana, friendsofferdinand.com, if you're interested in adopting or you'd like to help out financially to keep this organization alive and well. Aaron Smith, the president. Aaron, thank you. Uh, I really appreciate what you all are doing. Bless your hearts. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you for having us. Just getting our name out there and what we do is so important to us. We really appreciate it. It is 1230 and this is the first day. We're brought to you by Greg Cooper and Lisa Phillips, real estate consultants at Crossroads Collective at Compass Realty, CrossroadsCollectiveHomes.com. Also, HoosierHomeValues2023.com. We'll take a break. And Kylan's got a great interview coming up about the history of Juneteenth and how it relates here to Indiana. That's after the break on 93 WIBC. Welcome back to First Day on 93 WIBC. I'm Kylan Talley. We've got Terry Stacy, Denny Smith in the room. It's been a busy day. It really has. Kylan's been editing an interview for 40, two hours now. She's amazing. <laughs> Three hours. Okay. It's a big topic. It is a big topic. We're going to talk about Juneteenth. Yes. Juneteenth is tomorrow. That's the day that we celebrate it. Um... I talked with a local historian and artist about this, and there are so many different Indiana ties with Juneteenth that nobody gets taught. I personally didn't realize that we have a regiment here. I did not either. We'll talk about it. But the history of Juneteenth and being able to build up the Indianapolis area as well in some of the neighborhoods. So I talked with this historian. Our interview was 54 minutes long, just to be blatant with you. 54 minutes long. And so she went through the history of all of these different storylines and I compiled it all to be just a quick little history lesson about Juneteenth and the soldiers that were from Indiana who were the reason for the Emancipation Proclamation being able to be fulfilled. So we have Kayla Austin here with us, the local historian and artist who has done a lot of the archiving work for Juneteenth and helping share these stories. Let's just start off into our history lesson for it. Did you know that Indiana only had one regiment of the U.S. colored troops and they were stationed in Fountain Square? Right here in our backyard. Yep. So we only had one regiment. It mustered in four to 5,000 black men on Hosbrook Street in Fountain Square. The property had been donated by Calvin Fletcher who was like just a leading man in Indianapolis. He paid for IPS. He founded the Historical Society. He opened the first bank of Indianapolis. Fletcher Place was named after him. That's his property. Oh. Fountain Square. So Calvin Fletcher is like a known abolitionist. He was part of the Underground Railroad. He worked very closely with Bethel AME over at Ransom Place. Calvin Fletcher won the first case in the U.S. on behalf of indigenous people for a massacre that had happened up in Pendleton. He would, like, represent black people in court and then hand them a check afterwards and say, sorry, we treat you like this. He was putting his money where his mouth was. When he opened IPS, it was not segregated. And and all that shifted after he died. Anyway, so the colored troops are mustered in. It's a volunteer regiment. It musters in almost every black male in the state of Indiana, about four to 5,000 men. 
The Emancipation Proclamation passes in January of 1863, and it frees all the slaves, right? And Indiana is the largest train depot outside of New York City, Indianapolis is, and the railroad crosses in Norwood, right? So Norwood and Barrington are both triangle-shaped neighborhoods because the big four railroad crosses in them. And Hosbrook Street was the last stop for the train. So when they need a place to put the camp, Calvin Fletcher's property and the train's right here. We start getting a massive influx of newly emancipated black people coming up from Kentucky, right? It's like first set of chain migration. They're refugees. And they're coming to Indiana because it's the end of the line. There is no Illinois track. And so the state of Indiana is like, crap, what are we going to do? We're going to start a colored troop regiment. They train in Fountain Square, and then they're first sent out to Washington, D.C. They're there for the siege on Washington. And then they go down to the Battle of Crater, which is in Petersburg, Virginia. It's like one of the worst Union losses. So the Union general said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to dig a tunnel under the channel, and we're going to sink Petersburg from the underside. And they said, okay, but we're not going to do it ourselves. We're going to send in the colored troops. So when they send in the colored troops to dig out the tunnel and set up the dynamite, they barricade the doors. What? We lose half of, yeah, we lose half of the colored troops in a single battle. 2,500 men. So they recover. They do another recruitment session. They pull more black men from the state of Indiana. This is also in Crater in Petersburg is where they meet up with the Kentucky regiments, right? Norwood and Barrington are not actually the Indiana colored troops. They are the Kentucky colored troops. Okay. And they went through the rest of the war together. They get stationed together in Crater. That's a disaster. After that, the 28th and the Kentucky regiments are sent out to Richmond, Virginia. And on April 9th, 1865, they, uh, they win the Civil War. And specifically, the 28th Regiment from Indiana are credited with almost single-handedly pushing Robert E. Lee from Richmond into Appomattox, where he surrenders and the Civil War ends. Because the, the Indiana and the Kentucky troops are considered some of the, large, the, the best soldiers in the Civil War, right? They're some of the best marksmen. They consolidate them into a national regiment that's called the 25th Army Corps. And they leave out from Richmond, and they land in Galveston, Texas on June 6, 1865, and begin the process of Juneteenth. The black troops capture the fort at Galveston, and then they continue their campaign up into Texas, you know, telling all the slaves they're free, right? And you have to think, Miss Lenora's grandfather's there. He is only 14 when he gets to Galveston. He had just been a slave, and now he is freeing the slaves. So we celebrate Juneteenth on June 19th every year because that's the day the white troops arrived and claimed the fort to be captured. And after the war, they lose about another half of their troop while they're out there. And it's purely from because the Union generals will not feed them. And, and they die. The colored troops die at like an eight to one ratio for every eight colored troops that die. One white soldier dies. Five thousand men leave the state of Indiana in 1863. In 1866, when they get back home, there are only 950 colored troops left. And then they begin the journey back home. And as they're coming back home, they start picking up what the state of Indiana calls contrabands, right? And so these are black people recently freed Mississippi, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, right? The route home. And they're like, hey, if you guys don't want to live in Mississippi after the end of the Civil War, you can walk back up with us and we'll keep you safe until we get you back to Indiana, you know, get you back to Union territory. So they get back to Fountain Square. They disband from there. I think it's like January 9th because they're the colored troops. They aren't allowed to 
participate in any of the commemoration ceremonies or any of that stuff. What they do is they start establishing these communities, right? So they established one on Hosburgh Street. Was really thriving until about the last 10 years. Two chicks and a hammer set up on Hosburgh Street. And there went from being 50 descendant families. Now there are less than five. Um, so there's not a lot left there. One of the contraband communities set up in Babe Denny, which is Stadium Village. So Lucas Oil. Wow. The new Indy 11 Stadium. All of that. That's Babe Denny. The black and Jewish neighborhood. They're very kind people, but there's only about 14 houses left over there. Kayla, there are so many different stories that are being told that we don't even know anything about. That I was amazing. Heard about any of this. I, I, I haven't either, and I know there's a lot more. There's uh, a ton but more. I, from the minute she started talking, I didn't know. I learned immediately. I was learning things I hadn't learned before. Mm-hmm. Denny, did you know any of this? Not a thing. Nothing. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's it makes me proud that... Those soldiers were from here. Absolutely. The, the ground we are it standing really on, does. they were right here. Absolutely. There are a lot more of those stories. But I asked Kayla, how can we help with the recognition of Juneteenth and making the most of this holiday? I'm going to be like, if you have it, donate. See? To like the organizations who do this stuff all the time. Yes, ma'am. And, you know, I think it's important to have these conversations amongst your friends groups, right? To make intentional time to like to talk to I mean they're not easy conversations but we can't have all of them <laughs> some of them have mm-hmm. to happen in people's homes because mm-hmm. you know true change happens mm-hmm. true change and then where can they donate um, they can donate by sending checks to Indiana landmarks through the Black Heritage Preservation Program um, and if you put a memo line and you put Southside USCT Coalition um, it'll go straight into our accounts, and we would truly appreciate the assistance. Again, that was Kayla Austin. She had to record with me earlier because she is actually painting the mural of Etheridge Knight, I believe is his name, Etheridge Knight, and over, oh gosh, I can't even remember. Let me look it up real quick. Regardless, Kayla, who was originally a painter, she was painting all today, and so she's like, I can't do it during the show, but I'd love to talk with you. So we had that full-on conversation, so I'll edit it, get it more concise for you to have more of those storylines, because there's a lot that we didn't even get to include in there. Kai, one of the things that really struck me was those guys marched from Indiana to Washington, D.C., and then they marched all the way down to Galveston, which is on the coast mm-hmm. of Texas. Marched. Do you realize how far that is? Yeah. I did For those the guys drive. to walk that? Yeah. And that's a lot. That's oh, a, my gosh. This time of hike. year. Oh, yeah. my gosh. The she, other thing I learned was mm-hmm. that Indianapolis was the end of the line because... Right, because there was no railroad track. That's exactly right. It just stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, good, good job, Kyle. Etheridge Knight Mural at the Chatterbox. That's where she's working oh, okay. on the mural at. Mm-hmm. All right, at the Chatterbox. Yeah. There's lots more Juneteenth celebrations that are going on through tomorrow. Tomorrow is the actual holiday. The Indie Juneteenth Fireworks Show is at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. at the Flanner House tomorrow. That is another event that is free. And then Juneteenth Black Heritage Concert and Art Show at Indiana Land. Landmark Center. That's tomorrow from 6 to 8 p.m. If you miss those, you can still celebrate Juneteenth. They have a free celebration at the Global Village Welcome Center on Lafayette Oh, Road. sure. That's, That's a cool place. next Saturday. So if that works better for your schedule and the availability you have, it's free. And there will be a fashion show, a lot of good culture. It's a beautiful place. Really good history lesson today. Thank you. Thank you, Kylan. Teacher Kylan. Thank you for it. 1247. You're listening to The First Day on 93 WIBC. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta. 
Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Father's Day to all of you out there. I'm Terry Stacy, along with Kylan Talley, Denny Smith, too. Happy Father's Day. The most from the list of the most ridiculous lies I've ever told my kids, according to dad. <laughs> I'm going to start laughing before you even give them now. Okay. <laughs> I told my son that I knew the stats of my son's toothbrush. I told my son that his toothbrush was smart, like connected to my phone, and that it told me how long he brushed his teeth every day. Oh, my gosh. I used to pull up Google images, this father says, of charts and stuff to fake him out with with it. And now, wow. he, now they actually make toothbrushes that actually do what he was lying about. Do they actually? Let's know where his cut is. A uh, couple more. Santa was watching this child. This father said that Santa was watching her through security cameras. This father says that he told his child that fairies are everywhere and you have to respect everyone because you never know who the fairy was. Uh, also, wow. here's one that uh, <laughs> that my son's breath smells bad when he lies. So don't do that. Uh, the internet closes at 9 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Can't argue with it. It closes. Our apologies. Those are so fun. Longest day coming up this week, Denny, you mentioned. Yes, June 21st, 10.57 in the morning, and we go from, believe it or not, from spring to summer. That's the beginning of summer, so here we go, kids. Here we go, kids is right, you know, because now the days will start to get, the daylight will start to get shorter and shorter, and before you know it'll be Christmas. But on the longest day, my friends at Joyce House that you hear us do Caregiver Crossing just before this show on Sunday, they have their open house event to everybody uh, on Alzheimer's, on the Alzheimer's Association's longest day. So you can come by between 5.30 and 7.30. Check out what they do when it comes to adult day services. They're great people. I'm crazy about them. But that again is on the 21st. The 21th. 21th. Yep. All right. What else do we want to talk about? Is it food news? Food news. Let's do it. I mean, I'm always excited, but food news? Ready. Oh, yeah. Happy (laughs) National Sushi Day. Happy Sushi Day. That didn't sound as fun to try in the studio, so I brought more Bluebell ice cream. Yay! (laughs) We'll try that in a little bit. Bluebell ice cream came in, and we had an ice cream party this week. They're so sweet. And then Kylan stole all the extras. Oh, all right. Which kind did you bring to us? It's got, we've got... Cookies and cream and and southern blackberry. That's the one, Denny. Try that one. Okay, I'm on it. That one will knock your socks off. And she even brought in wooden spoons. Remember the little wooden spoons we got as kids? They give me a chill. Little tasters. I'm not good with wooden spoons on my tongue. Oh. Well, no ice cream for you. You know what? It doesn't stop me. I guess I have to get you. It doesn't stop me. Oh, no? 
More food news, okay, please. Okay, okay. This one, Dirty Dough is now up and running in Fisher's. Denny, don't give me that look. Dirty Dough? Dirty Dough. They make cookies, but they're like... They're like cookies. What do you mean? They're stuffed cookies. Your eyebrows went up and back. They've got like layered cookies. All it's stuffed. Are you talking about stuffed? Are they just? Why do they call them dirty dirty cookies? We'll sample those next week. Yeah, I'll bring some some of those. Dirty dough. Oh, it's because the chocolate goes into the dough and makes it look dirty. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's a dirty process. I can't wait to try those. Dirty process. Dirty dough. I will happily get dirty. Never mind. We're moving on. Okay, okay. This one was wild. Oh. <laughs> Hostess, the maker of Twinkies, is uh-huh. facing a near $300,000 fine after a worker cut their finger on the job. Oh, and they didn't announce it? Nope. Mm. They say, federal investigators say that the company failed to provide workers with proper training. So you that's know, tough. That's you know a what tough color, place to be. Food service people, do you know what color their Band-Aids are always? No. Blue. Because they don't want them to be flesh colored like what we like. They want everybody to know that they've been injured. So if you're in food service or in product, you've got to wear a blue Band-Aid. Oh, you can't have these flesh-colored ones. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. in the doghouse. I kind of <laughs> like that. <laughs> uh, this isn't food news, but uh, just a reminder, Monumental Yoga, starting next Wednesday at on the 4 circle. p.m. Yep, right on the circle. How the newsroom yoga. loves to watch the gals and the guys doing the <laughs> yoga Dick on Crumb the circle. Dick Crumb used to go down there and take oh, pictures well, and embarrass guys, the snot out of us. The rear ends are always facing the windows here. Yeah, that dog down stuff is really something else <laughs> Terry, is how up. Do we put up. how do we put up with them? I don't know. We just do. They're like brothers, except for <laughs> Sasha. Yeah, Sasha's She's a our good cool one. sister. Happy Father's Day, indeed. If you haven't gotten your gift, neckties are the most popular. Still? I know. I can't believe that. I think that's false news. I don't see anybody wearing ties anymore. I hope not. I don't blame them. (laughs) I I wouldn't blame them. I wouldn't want that around me. No, me either. Oh, gosh, I'm looking at the time. 12.56, that's why you're looking at me. It's because it's not time to go. Anything else you want? No, but this week I know they're going to be talking about, uh, during the week, an NCAA panel calling for the removal of marijuana from the organization's list of banned drugs. And I'm sad to hear about Indie Irish Fest. No more. Have a great rest of your weekend. Happy Father's Day. 93 WIBC.